Welcome to Critical Hit at Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for downloading and checking us out this week. Uh, Kevin, I think we have a plan. <laughs> oh, those those sound like famous last words. Maybe. We're, we have about as good a plan as any plan I've ever seen on this show, so. Well, good. I'm glad I'm glad that you we guys have- think you have a plan. Let's see what we can uh, what we can do about that. So, last time, you guys came up with a plan uh, to about what you were going to do for this, the final race of the 27th season of Drifters. Uh, and uh, it you had not a lot of time to spare because you've received notice uh, from Xtreme Infosphere Productions that uh you you have some coordinates that you're supposed to uh go to uh, they're actually right by Absalom station um and you're expected there shortly to start not just the race but the pregame because there's a special as as of course everybody knows uh but definitely Vangi and Hecubino and Quentin uh certainly know that uh there's always a pregame before the final race uh, uh, definitely yeah. pre-game, pre-game. spend the whole day just like broadcasting from down there on the on the track by the side interviewing people the pre-pre-game is like three hours long absolutely yeah uh so yeah you guys have some coordinates uh as you said you you think you have a plan um and uh, <laughs> i'm really worried about the way you said that <laughs> That's the second time you've emphasized that part, and I mean, you can you can have a plan. Well, it's true, right? Like we we have no guarantee that'll work, but we have a plan. Yeah. There you go. I like that, Rodrigo. You remove some of the uncertainty. <laughs> no, I just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything we need to do before we leave uh, secret space base of of uh, <laughs> the Android Rebellion? Make sure you have your character sheets out. Yeah, I do. I do have mine. Well, that's good to have a backup in case your character gets blown up. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's, it's a little late for that in the game, but you know. Eh, due well, to illness, I'll be playing Skritic this week. <laughs> your illness or his? <laughs> mm. uh, so, uh, you can say goodbye to. Zoe and Amsala and uh, Brenton, Sirius, and Duthane, the dwarves, and all the rest of the Android Abolitionist Front. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, unless there's anything else that you need to do, you don't have a whole lot of time, you probably need to make it there. Uh, otherwise, you could start forfeiting, uh, you know, whatever pregame advantages uh, there are to, to acquire. We definitely don't uh, want to do that because we need yeah. to keep nope. our um, our social presence up so we can, yep. when we launch our plan, we have as maximum maximum viewership. Excellent. Um, well, then, yeah, you can make your way to back to Absalom Station, where a special drift portal has been opened. Absalom Station is this weird 
it's near a, a like a nexus of all the various drift uh, tunnels uh, that go through the galaxy. Um, it's one of the reasons why it's like the galactic waypoint. Uh, and they've evidently opened a special portal um, where you can uh, all uh, go. And that's the, uh, the coordinates that um, you were given. And uh, you get to enter a special VIP space traffic lane. There's a lot of space Ooh. traffic, but the VIP line is really nice, letting you just breeze past. Uh, you're not the only one in that lane, of course, uh, so you can wave to the mega yachts outside your ship windows. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh. mega oh, yachts. I see where this is going. Look, it's Taylor Swift 5. I assume they think that we're just here to uh, to drop off caviar and possibly women. They don't seem to pay any attention to you whatsoever. <laughs> they seem to have brought the party with them. They have. Yeah. They even have like little bubbles of atmosphere so that they can be, you know, skimp, you know, in skimpy clothing on, on the deck of their space yacht. You gotta nice. be visible. You gotta be visible. Yeah, exactly. Cons- Conspicuous consumption is the name of the game. Some of them carry around like a little bubble of water so that they're sailing through, you know, water in space. <laughs> that is a stupidish. <laughs> Wait, wasteful. Rich people. Uh, uh, as you go through the drift portal, uh, you emerge and uh, Grace informs you that you are in the Arioso system. Uh, the Arioso system is a world. Well, the, there's one inhabited world uh, that relatively little is known about it. Uh, it's only recently been deemed safe for exploration and colonization by the Wayfinders. Uh, Arioso is a green and blue world covered in clouds. It's more. It's got more active cloud cover than, say, Earth does, for comparison. Um, and uh, Grace will also inform you, um, and Amu, you can... You know, Amu and uh, Bob, probably you guys take note of this. Um, its atmospheric pressure and gravity readings are very strange for a planet of its size, uh, giving it an oversized atmosphere whose layers don't stay static or predictable. It moves around a lot. Um, there are also floating islands of rock covered in green growth visible to the naked eye. Same. There's a space station in orbit uh, that has evidently been built just for this race. Uh, And there are hundreds of ships in what has become an interstellar parking lot with traffic control ships coordinating the flow. There are enormous platforms that form a central stage area and a stadium around it. Uh, with atmosphere being siphoned off from the planet Arioso itself uh, to give this area, like, you know, air, although it's certainly not safe because these platforms aren't all connected to one another. So you could just jump off and fall into space. Well, we don't want to do that. How would uh, you fall in space? Gravity. Yeah, like I said, gravity's weird. I guess. Towards um, whatever the biggest thing is? <laughs> Well, unless there's multiple, in which case you get like a three body problem, right? I <laughs> uh, just dehydrate and come back later. Uh, okay. Um, 
you guys have special access and are like waved in one direction by the traffic control bots to a parking area in the space station. Um, this does not seem to be open to even like the mega rich VIPs. Only there's a small amount of traffic here that all seems to be related to the actual production staff. There are several teams of people waiting for you um, once you park the squeaky clean. Okay. And we're, there. we're all in one piece again, right? We're not like still full of holes and bleeding atmosphere. And uh, you're all, you should all be at full resolve, full hit points. Uh, you just leveled up recently. Uh, and, you should have all of your, assume you got a good night's rest, basically. Okay. Um, and the so Android abolitionist got the ship back to, and the ship should be in ship shape as well. I would probably make sure that Grace is on highest alert yeah. uh, for security protocols to make sure no one's tampering with the uh, yeah. with the ship. Yeah, just and have her speaking... transfer all security to Crenton again. That'll be fine. Uh, speaking of tampering, there seems there's one team that is asking for your permission for secure access to the squeaky clean to make modifications. As per usual for the races, where they, you know, tack on bonus thrusters or missiles. Yeah, well, we have, uh, we'll, you know, nod to Grace and remember and allow them in. Uh, so we, uh, we heard about your, um, uh, pets. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, can they be, like, sealed off while we make our... While we do our job here, we can make sure they don't bother you. Great. Thanks. You're welcome. And then uh, another team is ready to do makeup um, before you get uh, interviewed by Jock Hammer during the pregame show. Oh, sweet. So I will let you guys, when we get to it, describe yourselves, except I, you know, take this as my, my input, which is. This makeup team goes over the top. Mm. They don't believe they believe more is more. Right. <laughs> Cuz it is. Yeah. Less is less. I mean that's just semantics. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh while that's going on, you have a a you can see like there's um the other teams have started to arrive and they have their entourages and their teams making, you know, modifications to their ships. You guys are kept separate enough to not, you know, interfere. Um, and there's a ton of cameras and, and staff all around. Um, but uh, you can, you know, see the other teams and uh, potentially interact with them a little bit um, before the pregame show begins. Uh, the other three teams, just uh, as a reminder, are Team Electrum, the most winniest team in Drifter's history, uh, captained by Win Weasel, uh, and um, uh, you know you've you've met them and hung out with them in the club and all that. Uh, there's Team Yes We Have Name, the all Sheeran seven person mega group, uh, very very famous and popular. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, and then Team Brainpower uh, with 
uh, Talos, your uh, self-appointed arch rival, <laughs> right? Our inexplicable nemesis. Mm-hmm. You would probably love it if you referred to him as your inexplicable nemesis. So, um, during this little, uh, you have a little bit of a lull. You guys are scheduled for an interview with Jock Hammer, uh, and then there's a there's a pregame show uh, that that's technically a part of. So there'll be an intro show coming up here in a little bit, then your interview, and then the rest of the show, and then the race begins. Um, so you have this brief little window of time that hasn't been fully accounted for uh, while the, you know, the other teams are making their preparations and such as well. Um, it seems like this space station, there's enough room for you to, to walk around, um, but uh, they don't let you have access to your ship while they're making their modifications, which is, to, again, that's not actually unusual for the show. Um, I'll look at Hakibeo. We should make the rounds, check to the other teams. Sure. We'll start with, uh, maybe why don't we just start with Talos? We go find Talos. And so, Hakibino he- and Bangi, you guys go off and start making the rounds, mm-hmm. starting with Talos. Yep. Uh, what do the rest of you do? I'm going to stand around nervously, uh, trying to see if I can see anything that's going on with the ship. Because uh, I know shenanigans are afoot. Oh yes, they definitely are. Um, so you can tap your foot impatiently while trying to <laughs> get access to the squeaky clean and, and communicate with Grace again. It yep. does seem like they're going to stop that from happening. Uh, in fact, you are kept a good deal of distance away. Hmm. <laughs> if only there was some way I could hack into a camera network around the ships. If only. <laughs> ah, sure. That's totally fair. Right. I uh, will use. Can I try that? You you definitely can. So I'll come back to you in just a second. I just want to okay. get what everybody else is doing. Amu. All right. We're not allowed to stay on the ship to take care of the menagerie and keep them away from everybody. No, you're not. Ah, uh, good try. <laughs> <laughs> I, that. That's their problem then. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, they probably won't be able to eat more than 40% of the support crew. What What is it for, what role is it for Amu to pretend to be like a house coral? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one of the menagerie. We'll be wandering around looking for interesting things to collect. Wandering around, cool. How about you, Quentin? Is there any place where we would have access to uh, fans or fan cams or be visible to people who might be tuning in, like to watch, you know, pit row or whatever you want to call it before the race? Absolutely. So this place is connected to the infosphere and uh, and there's like rebroadcasters everywhere here. So at the very least, you can be as online as you want. Live streaming, trying to get people's attention and showing as much as I can definitely get away with then to try and make sure that everybody knows that this is the stream to be on so that when we try our inevitably flawed and probably terrible plan, um, that I'll have as many people as possible already on our stream. Showing as much as you can get away with. Boy, I didn't know you were that kind of streamer, Quentin. Hey, man, I'm sneaky. He's, uh, he's he's a cam cam. That's right. <laughs> cam cam. 
It's gonna uh, Quentin's gonna be on his only cans where it's just him because he's a can. Yeah. And that's all. Uh speaking of sneaky, Skritic. <laughs> well, uh I think you hit on something there. Uh Skritic probably at least spends a little bit of time watching the uh setup crew and trying to gauge if it would be feasible to try to sneak on and watch him and not mm-hmm. get caught. Uh if Bob uh lets him know that he's you know gonna try to hack the cameras, he might wait and see what he's able to see before trying a risky maneuver, but <laughs> he's right. probably really itching to try to get on there to keep tabs on him. Uh so let's go back around. Um Banky <laughs> and Hecubino. Um you see Talos and uh you know the rest of Team Brain Power, Halicon and and Kex. Um and uh it they they have taken something off of their ship, the Grey Matter, a uh a gray uh basically classic flying saucer style ship. Um sure. and uh the giant Trox Solarian, uh whose name is Kex, um, who's one of the three members of that team, um, is trying to surreptitiously move a large piece of equipment that's covered in a sheet uh when you guys approach. And uh Talos uh turns and uh stares at you with his eyeless lobes. Oh look who it is! Hunkubino and Vengi! It is I, Talos. Yeah, we Nothing know Talos. To see here. Of, of, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. God, I can't believe I'm already spending stuff. Uh, detect thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, didn't find any. <laughs> uh, cool. So, um, you detect. You know, a couple rounds go by, uh, and you detect the presence of thoughts. And then, um, do I have to make a will save of some sort? Is that right? Yeah. Why did I not? I'm sure I wrote this down somewhere. Oh, it's uh, 16. Uh, okay. Um, and whose thoughts are you trying to read? Uh, the guy that's trying to push something around. Ah, the, the Solarian uh, Kex. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Kex is... Uh, you know, you, you, you detect the surface thoughts, um, and Halicon's like, that was not a very good lie. I could lie better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, Talos's, uh, mind says, ha ha, my surface thoughts are a brick wall, brick wall, heck you, know, brick, 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 brick. Um, and, uh, Kex's lie, Kex's, uh, thoughts are like, Oh, well, uh, guess I should probably put this mind control amplification device over around here. <laughs> okay. Uh, is, does, is that something that they, I mean, the, the rules are pretty light on drifters. Like, is that something that they're allowed to have? You kind of get away with what you get away with in drifters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just something to watch out for, I guess. Yep. Uh, um, so, you... so uh, 
I was thinking, Talos, since we are such uh, bitter rivals, that at some point during that we should um, tune into each other's streams during the race so we can trash talk each other. Build the hype, you know? Ha I knew you'd come crawling back, eager for my streams. But yes, yep. I agree. That is a good idea. Right. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you know, you know Quentin's number. It's one. He was. He's the first one of his. Yeah. Of his batch. Right. But uh, but yeah, be careful oh. out there. Your mom bribed us to try to, you know, make sure you don't die. Mother, when will you take me seriously? She didn't give you a snack basket by chance, did she? Not for you. <laughs> She's mother. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will cut over to Bob, uh, who you can give me a, a computer's check. All right. I will give you a computer's check. And I get a, what is that, number 31. Okay, great. Yeah, 31 is... Uh, is certainly successful enough uh, for you to join the uh, local network um, where uh, uh, you can gain access to some of the communications um, and, you know, between personnel and uh, stuff like that. Uh, Is there anything you're looking out for in particular? I'm looking for anything that looks like an explosive charge being put anywhere on any of the vital uh, systems on the outside of the ship. Like, is okay, there well, explosive there charge? Whole teams, the whole team's dedicated to putting explosive charges on the holes of literally every ship. Oh, okay. That's not good. So you get, you're like, you're, you access the node and it's like, do you mean the explosives putting on ships team? I guess. Yes. <laughs> Which team? Cause then there's actually four teams. Oh, squeaky <laughs> clean. Oh, yep, yep. They're they're putting explosives on the ship. Can I know where they're putting the explosives on, on the schedule? Ship? Check mark. Oh, geez. So they're all around the uh, the like the main port and the the engines and all that stuff. Uh, they seem to be putting them on the hull in strategic places. You actually can pull up some diagnostics. Well, sure, if all these blew up, that would certainly blow up the ship and it would cause a catastrophic amount of damage. Um. There, it, it's it, a quick assessment shows you there would be a lot easier if their goal was simply to blow up the ship. Um, there are easier ways to do that that require kind of less explosives. If anything, this seems to be able to let them tailor the amount of explosion. Um, like they can do a small amount of explosive damage repeatedly. Ah, now can I? figure out how the remote detonators are working or is there a way that I can access those? Right about then uh, you lose connection with uh, uh, the squeaky clean and their thing uh, because of what distance curse you Cox. Um, it, that shouldn't be right. You should be within pl- You should have plenty of range. Oh wait, the squeaky clean has moved. Oh no. Where did it, where did it move to? Well, it didn't fly, but it seems that the area you parked it on has flown it away somewhere else. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have no way of tracking that. No. Uh, okay. It does I'll, seem uh, like the other ships have also flown away. 
Uh, I'll message Skritic. Hey, uh, Skritic. Yeah. I, uh, I tried to hack into our, into the systems to see what kind of shenanigans they were, uh, up to on the ship. And it looks like they were putting explosives all around the ship for, yeah, effect probably, probably to slow us down. But also the ship's not there anymore. It looks like none of the ships are there anymore. They've moved them to someplace else. Maybe the starting line. I don't know. But they're definitely not where we left them. That is concerning. I'll see what I can find out. Okay, I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna go find the the snack bar. Okay. Hey, that could be the snack bar. Oh wait, nope, that's Amu. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Oh, hey, Amu. Um, yeah, don't panic. But uh, the ship's missing. It's gone somewhere else. They've taken it somewhere. And uh, that Our means friends? your menagerie is also gone somewhere as well. But don't panic and don't tell anybody that, that you know. Shouldn't we tell the co-captains? Oh, well, yes, we'll get to that. But I mean, don't like cause a panic or say something to somebody who's not our team. Oh, okay. Uh, do, we, do we want to go find the co-captains? Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll go Let's do go that. this way. Sure. We walk in the wrong direction. <laughs> you guys go start walking to find the uh, co-captains. But meanwhile, Quentin. Um, you are active on uh, the the social medias, the 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 infospheres, and the 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 grams and the talks and the all that stuff. Quentin is going to save Christmas by trying to get as coyly behind the scenes as possible. So, like, it's going to look like, oh my gosh, we're going to see something that we absolutely. Oh no, he totally panned at the last second. You know, it's going to be nice. like MTV's Cribs, you know. We hear you Excellent. like drifters in your drifters, so we put some drifters in your drifters so you can drifter while you drifter. Uh, and I'm going to oh. make sure that I am in my most obnoxious, uh, cool young person baiting, uh, what I like to call the Zoomer mode. Uh, but since this is the future, it's probably going to be, I don't know, the Generation Pi so it's, it's actually be, just know, wrapped around their yeah, their boot. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're boomers again. Okay, yeah, they're like the greatest again. generation. They're, they're going to be all like out there and be like, "Hey, what's up, DJQ here behind the scenes? They don't want me to show you what I'm going to show you, but you want to know. Tell your friends. Wake the neighbors. Show now, barn. Can you? And, can you? Can you give me a culture check? And I'm actually going to reduce the DC on this by five due to your uh, awesomeness, your background. Yeah, sure. your theme. I'm checking my culture and trying to remember. It would also it... be five lower for Hecubino of all people, but you're the one making the check. Okay, so it's five lower. So does that mean I get a plus five? I'll, I'll factor it. You just make your okay, check. You factor yep. it. I'll make my check. Ooh, ooh. Nice. Oh boy. All right. Oh. Well, so uh you do make seven new friends. Oh um, boy. You become good friends with team Yes We Have Name. Uh evidently <laughs> they're all really cool people, just like fun Sheeran, who you immediately get along with. And you feature them in some of your videos and they feature you in some of theirs, and it's like there's seven more of you uh, 
who all have some in jokes that you don't get because you're not part of their team, but that only makes you kind of wish that you were. So I got so hooked up in trying to hook fans that I became a fan. Yeah. I believe it was uh, Nietzsche who said that gaze not into fandom, lest you become a fan yourself. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Scritic. Yeah. I'm going to show you if I can uh, find our ship. And try to do so unobserved. Okay, so why don't you give me a stealth check? 36. All right. Um, so, uh, you're able to, you know, follow some of the uh, engineers. Um, and you see, like, one of these, these giant moving platforms. And you realize, oh, wait, it's like these things are, are elevators except they're, you know, they're really long elevators. They go, they move three-dimensionally. Um, and uh, there's, if, if you if you play a little jumping game, um, it, you're playing a, a stealth slash jumping game for a little bit. Mm. Um, and you can uh, go from platform to platform while all, all these various components are being moved. Because there's a ton of, of material here. It's not just, uh, you know, you guys, some cameras, and your ships. There's, you know, evidently food and drink to to feed, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of people. There's security. There's pyrotechnics. There's uh, just there, there's tons and tons and tons. It, think of it as more of like a a concert slash NASCAR race slash. I don't know, missile platform uh, with 100,000 or 200,000 people on it. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, and you can uh, kind of follow the moving parts around uh, to the point where, hey, there it is in the distance, the squeaky clean, along with uh, the other ships of uh, your, your, your rivals. And uh, you can actually see them in the distance. There's the gray matter, uh, team Brainpower ship. There's the Argentium, Team Electrum's ship, and then there's Beyond the Ship, Team Yes We Have Names ship. Hmm. Uh, and they are all uh, stationed way across the way. Um, as and you can even see there's a little maze type thing, although you can't make out the details of it because it's all cordoned off and there's like force fields and stuff around it. It looks to you like the first part of the race is on foot to get to your ships. Oh. <laughs> That's a good thing we had those wheels installed into Amu's shell. Yeah. Uh, you can start making your way back, Amu, and... Uh, Bob, you actually run into Quentin and Team Yes, We Have Name. Uh, again, seem like really nice dudes. Oh, I mean, they're it's actually a mixed gender group, but right. really nice group of people. Um, and uh, then you can find the co-captains again. Yeah. As okay. you walk up, we're and, all uh, Skritic, you come back the gentlemen. Uh, hey, Team Co-Captains. Hey guys, you hanging out hey. with uh, Team Yes, we have name. Yeah, they seem nice. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple of them came up with us. Mm-hmm. That, that's cool. 
Hey, uh, I think there's a loose connection back here. Uh, Team Co Captain Hikimino, can you uh, can you touch me right here and see if you can see if there's a loose connection right there? And hopefully, oh, sure. you can use the tech thoughts or whatever that you. <laughs> no, I don't think I need to. Oh, what's the one where you have to touch us to have the thing going? Oh, yeah, I can I can do like that telepathy thing, but I I, yeah. I don't need to detect thoughts. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's very obvious what. Um, what Bob's trying to get across. So yeah, we can have a, we can have a huddle. Okay. Hey, uh, just real quick. Uh, I tried to hack into the systems uh, to mm -hmm. see what kind of shenanigans they were up to. And it looks like, uh, there's some eh, weird kind of explosives that, uh, that they put on all of the ships, uh, you know, to kind of just, um, uh, I guess heighten some excitement maybe during the, the race, but could probably cause some troubles later on. But also the ships have been moved somewhere. Oh, we don't know where all all, the, all of the ships, not just our ship. So I don't okay. know if that's part of the race or or what, but I'm just letting you know. Okay. Um, well, I'm not too worried about to that, I suppose, but I might need it to take it to a more specialized dock or something. Yeah, I wonder how viable it would be to. Uh, spend some amount of the race having Bob and Skritic try to like disable those things. Yeah. 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 That'd be pretty cool. Actually. I mean, well, uh, actually shouldn't our things that we already installed be disable those things. Do have a uh, group of individuals very capable at dismantling things. Oh, that's a great idea. But Can I also mentioned the, the extra shells. They they are planted on the outside of the ship. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. exactly where the 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 work the our friends did might help us out. Which thing? Remember, we had um they they were offering to put something on that we could like uh, release, and then it was it was specifically for in case of sabotage. Basically, extra hole plating that you yeah. could you know oh. pull lever and release the plates oh, that right, they're like right. oh yeah okay all right yeah that 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 by itself should work then but uh but i, but I like your buddies as backup oh uh, yeah, you can as, find them uh, as long as you can steer them yeah well, he's been training them for a while i guess so i'll uh when skritic comes up i'll put an arm around him all right i already let skritic know what was going on before we found you okay uh skritic have you found anything else yeah, I found the ships. Uh, looks like uh, the initial part of this thing is going to be some kind of foot race through a maze to the ships. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for everybody, I'm pretty sure I'm the slowest member of this team, so, like, as far as movement. So, we'll got the rocket boosters, if nothing else. And at least you have feet. Well, I, I'm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that might be part of the problem. <laughs> if I didn't, maybe I wouldn't have to worry about it. But you're right. Uh, at the very least, I could I can cut through certain obstacles if I need to. Uh, okay. Well, uh, unless there's anything else, let me talk to uh, some of these uh, some of our Sharon friends, and then we're gonna go talk to Team Electrum as well. Do you need um, us to do anything? 
Um, yeah, just continue poking your noses around as much as you can. The more information we have before starting this race... Uh, oh, I guess we've got some information. Uh, Talos has a mind control amplifier that they're going to probably try to install into their ship. So that's something to watch out for. I don't know if there's anything that we can do ahead of time to protect from that, but uh, that's, uh, do you think you that's could, a, a capability that they have. Do you think you could sabotage it before they were even able to put it on? <laughs> I mean, I could try. All's fair in this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I might be able to provide some diversionary tactic for you. Excellent. Uh, so it does appear like you guys are running out of time before the uh, initial pregame show actually gets underway. Um, right. And then, uh, you know, you'll, you'll start being busy. Um, so you basically all get one action left. Um, so that can be going and talking to the Sharon. It can be going and talking to Team Electrum. It can be going and trying to sabotage the... Um, Mind control device, but it can't be all of them. So I think you guys Team Electrum is priority for the co-captains. Well, you can also split up. I suppose that's true. What yeah. do you think? Team enough? Hamster Ball. Team Hamster Ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's fine. Let's send uh, uh, Quentin and Skritic to see if they can pull some wires. Um, <laughs> We will... Ab and Amu, maybe go talk to the uh, Sheeran. To the Sheeran? Sure. They probably would enjoy that. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're going to get anything out of that, but... Yeah, maybe we can at least okay. kind of tune into our stream. Yep. Uh, and then, we'll, yeah, we'll go talk to Team Electrum. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with the Sheeran. Um, so, that is Bob and Amu? Mm-hmm. Bamu? <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. Hi there. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, really good. Are you excited for this last leg of the race? Oh, we're so excited. Uh, we, it, we're, we're, we're surprised we've never, you know, raced against you before. Um, although, you know, we're really happy to see you in the finals. Yeah, I mean, the more the merrier, right? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, mean, uh, what do you think they're going to throw at us? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're of the opinion that, you know, you just got to you got to bring your best, bring your A game and and, you know, take whatever people are going to throw at you and then just like use that energy positively and, and put that back out into the world and like basically be your best self. And then, oh, yeah. you know, you can't worry about what other people do. No, I, I totally hear you. I, you should really if you get a chance, check and see what we're going to be doing, because uh, I think we've got a few surprises we're going to. uh have during this this oh this yeah day. yeah cool yeah. cool 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 we've got a couple surprises yeah. too but obviously we can't tell you about them no 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 but definitely definitely make sure you've got somebody checking our socials throughout the race and we'll, oh. we'll follow you guys oh good 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 yeah we'd love to have you follow us yeah yeah if you, you follow us we'll follow you that's that's great yeah yeah um, and, uh, you know namaste uh yeah why don't you why don't you guys give me culture checks oh uh, boy all right ten Hey, yeah, these guys are great, and they've got an active following, and they're following you, and that probably leads to more traffic. 20. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You you should show this to somebody. You know enough to know you don't know enough, 
about this, Amu, but you're pretty convinced they have the most elaborate social fandom you've ever seen. Um, they have millions of fans. Like, they have videos that they've uploaded on the Infosphere with over a billion views. Um, they, oh. they are not kidding around uh, active on the social uh, networks. Like, you noticed it ever so slightly with, let's say, a good sense motive in there. Um, where they're like, oh, sure, we'll we'll follow you. Of course, why why not? Um, they they allocate more time and resources to uh, their social feed than you guys do to, I don't know, it's their whole life, and they must have teams of professionals helping them as well. More more resources than we spend at trying to not die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evidently they they are a little bit higher on the. Uh, Hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost as if they have a really good understanding of how Hive Mind works. Yeah, their uh, their uh, sponsor, Hive Freedom Cola, uh, has has given them a lot of resources as well. Um, it definitely uh, seems to you, Amu, that they have a a an advantage on uh, anything related to uh, the social media aspect of the game. Okay. And that they might even, you know, use that in some way. Although it's unclear to you exactly how. But. And our entire plan dictates us getting a big message out to everybody, right? Can't stop the signal. Yep. We need plenty of retweets from our friends. Uh, Amu's going These guys to- have the biggest megaphone you've ever seen. Yeah, Amu's going to do their best to try and actually ingratiate themselves to these folk and convince them to uh, send out the signal that we're going to be uh, doing. Like, let them, I don't know if let them in on the surprise is the right thing, but like, we are doing something huge. As many people as possible need to uh, know about this. It may change sure. drifters for the foreseeable future. Why don't you give me a. Uh... A diplomacy check. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your base? Plus one. Oh, me too. <laughs> you can do it. You can me You can it. help Bob if you want. You can try to assess. Give him okay. a plus two. Uh, Eighteen. You succeed at assisting. We got eight. <laughs> so, um, it occurs to you, Bob, watching him. That Amu is approaching people with follower, you know, you know, he's basically going up to a Kardashian and being like, guys, you really have to watch our feeds and retweet what we send out to your fans because it's going to change drifters forever. And they're like, mm-hmm. sure, sure. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I, you know. I guess, uh, yeah. Um, thanks. It's really an honor to meet you guys. Uh, it, this is uh, really awesome. Uh, oh, we can't great. wait yeah, to, yeah. to see you in the need, race. You need an autograph or anything? Yes, please. Uh, Amu, right, get an yeah. autograph. Uh, Amu wants an autograph, too. So we pull out our, uh, I don't know, do we have some kind of drifter's paraphernalia with us? Uh, yeah, you can grab some, certainly, from around. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll have them sign all the shirts and the hats and everything, and it's like, yeah, it really would be a great honor if you did, you know, check us out during the race. Uh, we'll be checking you out. 
uh, it's, I think it's going to be a good time. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks. Good luck. And as, uh, as Amu and I walk away, I log on to the Infosphere and uh, put these autographed memorabilia up on the on the auction bay uh, to see how much money we can get for them. Uh, let's cut to some more shenanigans. Uh, specifically, uh, I think you call the team Hamsterball. Team <laughs> Hamsterball. Yeah. Uh, so Skritic and Quentin, what are you guys getting up to? Team Hamsterball. Team Hamsterball. <laughs> well, I, I think largely <laughs> I'm going to be waiting for some sort of diversion from Quentin. Mm-hmm. So I'm just lurking okay. about nearby. <clears throat> so you you be lurking. Yeah, continue lurking. All right. So Talos and his guy are they in any? Are they at a point where we can get to them and we can like access them? Um, so Talos, Talos technically has two people on this team uh, with mm-hmm. him. There's Halicon, the mm-hmm. like super competent uh, Sharon operative, right. and then there's Kex, the enormous Trox Solarian. Right. Um, uh, and uh, you know they are you 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 have for this brief window of time access to them, but not like. Um, uh, you know, you you would have to either make a stealth check to creep up on them or just approach them. I think I want to just approach them, and I want to approach them and try and play to Talos's ego. And I think I want to actually call him our inexplicable nemesis. And maybe you see approach if- you approach Talos, and let's just take it from there. Yeah. Hmm. Robot person. You know my name. You are my inexplicable nemesis. I always thought of Hecubino as my inexplicable nemesis. No, that's too obvious. You're like dark mirrors of one another. It's better for you to be balanced with your mind abilities against my machine prowess. It shows your versatility. I'm very social as well. Indeed. The fans will Very well. I will accept... I will have two nemeses. You, the robot Quentin, that I shall outwit in social ways. And Hecubino, whose brain I will fundamentally change and crush. All right. Yes. So, So, what is it you wanted? We are live here with Talos, my inexplicable nemesis. All of you listening right now know that Talos and Team Lizard Brain have constantly been back and forth and forth and back and back and forth and forth and clearly making room for Skritic to sneak up and do some sneaky sneakiness. <laughs> he said under his breath in his best William Shatner impersonation. Tell us, what do you say to those who say that you cannot beat the power of Team Lizard Brain? Make a bluff check there, Quinn. Ha ha! But the best part is, ha 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 ha! I can do that same roll. Oh boy, this time I got a four. That's a nineteen. So you do luck. create a little bit of a diversion. Mm-hmm. Um and Talos will say I want everyone to know that there has been a tragic mistake. I should always have been the brain in Team Lizard Brain. And after Team Brain Power is victorious. I will magnanimously allow the surviving members of Team Lizard Brain to join a new mega group, Team Lizard Brain Power. 
with me as the sole captain. <laughs> well, as a wise man once said, Quentin 316 says, go to five, print. Uh, Skritic, what are you doing? Well, if it seems like that uh, team brain power is sufficiently distracted by that, I think he's just going to make a dash to the uh, draped device and see if he can quickly find some sort of uh, power source and invert it. Hopefully, Invert it? Ooh, I like that. Ooh. That's cool. So why don't you make a stealth check? All right. Some enormous, like, copper top batteries. Just, like, yes. flip them Ooh, around. 39. Just, yep, you have to reverse wow. the polarity of the neutron flow. Uh, so I, I don't know much is... about brain stuff, but I know about the polarity of the neutron flow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So Halicon, the Sheeran, almost like is like definitely paying attention. She she seems to be able to pay attention to many things at once. Um. But you're just so sneaky that you can uh, get past her anyway using a nearby you know a vendor uh, of uh, slushy. Uh, juices um, for cover uh, to sneak past uh, towards the uh, the uh, cloaked device. Um, so you can get to it, and then uh, you'll have to make a uh, let's see, I think engineer. I think that's Alrighty. the most appropriate skill. Ooh, 34? <laughs> and so your goal is, yeah, you, you only have time to do one quick thing. So uh, reversing the the power slash polarity that seems like a, a totally reasonable thing to attempt to do if that's what you want. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to try to do. I think that'd probably be the quickest way to hopefully take it out of commission. Yeah, and it doesn't leave any obvious uh, you know marks on it or anything like that until it's used. So yeah, good old pull out two plugs, put them into each other, and walk away. <laughs> Okay, cool. And last but not least, uh, Bean, the team co-captains. Uh, you guys approach uh, Team Electrum. Um, why, don't, uh, why don't you give me a perception check as you do, each of you? Okay. 28. Uh, 18. Great. So, um, uh, Vengi, you notice that, you know, they are definitely geared for battle um and you know have their their personal gear on them and they they don't let you approach too you know they tell you like that's far enough uh, when you approach um Hecubino, uh you can spot uh, a few extra things they're loaded up for melee or short range battle they have like nets and grenades and like extra supplies ready for personal scale battle and like heavy repeating blasters that uh, would definitely not be convenient to carry unless you were planning on mixing it up in person. Right. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll point that out to Vangie later, uh, but I'll just be like, Hey, when what's up? Oh, you know, you know what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my fault for leaving that open. 
so uh yeah have you uh made any new friends recently um yeah made some new friends you uh have any sort of arguments with any of your friends recently no hmm. you sure yeah yeah playing the mind games Thought you'd leave that to the little brainiac kid. Well, he was trying to imitate Hacubino. You got something to say to us? I think we'll say it in the race. Uh, tune in. Yeah. It'll be good for us to do the whole heel face uh, team Electrum star of it all. Us, the uh, oh. sad, dark murderers. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat. Just uh, wait for the pregame show. Oh, I'm sure. We'll see you out there. Good luck. Or should I say, break a leg? Eh, I don't think you guys believe in luck. No, we don't. No, we don't. We only believe in family. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, we'll, uh, you know, give him a wave if, like, if literally any of the other guys look in our direction like Hagubina will acknowledge them and like give them like a a little like two finger wave yeah a couple of them do um i think uh augustus slash and steward walker do um yeah. mighty is in like ultra makeup she, yeah. she's getting like makeup beyond makeup um and uh brick or the brick excuse me and um cryptex uh, those guys uh, give you the like stone cold killer eyes of yeah we'll see you out there when we you know try to shoot you yeah yeah that's okay everybody gets a what's up <laughs> and you know right. some of them is like what's up I acknowledge that you're a badass and you're I'm a badass too and for some of them it's like yeah well yeah well yeah well yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll bring it. <laughs> Do so. What's something. up? Do What's up? Yeah. Yeah. What's up with you? What's up with you? Oh, All yeah. right. Uh, and now you guys are getting ushered into place uh, where you'll be able to watch and eventually participate in uh, some of the pregame show. But first, a word from our sponsors. Uh, so you guys are are actually ushered into like little watching areas. Uh, there's, um, again, that like desk that's set up where typically Jockhammer and Shulai are co-hosting and -hmm. that will be true for the race, but looks like Jockhammer is going to do the interview portion just by himself with you guys. Um, so you have like that off to one side, the teams are all kept partitioned at this point. So you can't actually interact with them and you don't see the, uh, the other teams, like you guys are getting ready to go into the interview. Looks like the other teams have other things that they're doing in the pregame. The you do get to see the stage. There's like this massive floating stadium that I described before, and there's a big oval uh, in the center that's like a stage. And then there's big screens, both forming the backdrop of the stage, but also like all around. Because keep in mind, everything's floating here, so you know you can just have these floating giant screens that you know thousands of people can watch, and it's all basically in one big oval, so that you uh, no one no matter where they're sitting, has a bad seat. Um, on those screens comes a word from the pregame sponsor. Uh, a stout woman 
is dressed in military fatigues with a camo cap on her head. Um, but the uniform she's wearing is all in shades of yellow to gray as the form of camouflage. Um, her chest is covered in medals and pins depicting rank or battles, just like tons of them. Uh, she has a, a wicked scar across one eye and a scowl on her face. A yellow flag flies in the background as she stands at a podium outside a jungle. Listen up. I'm Colonel O'Henry. We all know that our lives depend on something greater than ourselves. And that something is bananas. The perfect banana, cloned by technology, thought lost to the gap. This perfect replica is maintained by our crack team of genetic scientists and sequencers, ensuring maximum nutrition and flavor. That is why bananas are the galactic food staple. It's even used in dishes you don't know about. Cookies, bananas. Muffins, bananas. Milk, bananas. Hogs and space cows, fed by banana-based feed. Cooked in banana-based oils. It's the miracle fruit that feeds tens of billions. But we all know the cost. The horrible, terrible cost. The void virus that threatens to destroy the species, preying upon the banana's genetic uniformity to spread fast enough to destroy entire plantation planets in days. Massive irradiation is required to ensure the virus doesn't spread. So many soldiers lose their lives fighting the void mutants the virus creates until we can evacuate the plantation planet and start anew. The void mutants' only communications, scrawled in the blood of our soldiers and etched in the acidic icar on the, of the walls of our settlements, says only that they'll never stop as long as there's one cloned banana left in the galaxy. Thus are we in constant battle, science, military, and agriculture, working together to feed the galaxy another day holding the line against oblivion. Do your part. Eat your bananas. Shop Banana Republic. She salutes, as does everyone watching in the crowd, uh, honoring the fallen. Now let them hear your war cry. Cheeky, cheeky! And the whole crowd goes, cheeky, cheeky! On, it now seems like it's cutting to the stage, uh, where there'll be a little entertainment. Um... There are drones flying by for lighting and lasers and cameras. Um, there's huge mechanical contraptions in the stage that clearly move and change the set over time. Uh, and there's a small cabal of mystics working in an orchestra pit-like area um, with a few similarly robed figures out of the way uh, at the ends and other side of the stage so that they have, like, coverage everywhere there are security robots patrolling uh aggressively uh though the gap in the space that separates the fans from the stage means that unless a dedicated flan can fly it would be suicidal to get too close to the stage because there's no ground you know they just fall um 
there's also a transparent laser net that encompasses the fan area that's only visible when something strikes it, like a thrown water bottle or a bird or an over-eager fan with jump jets. Uh, the, it, yeah, the initial, um, uh, entertainment group, uh, that seems, uh, ready to go on, uh, they have the stage made up, made up such that one side of it is the color of bubble gum and bedecked in countless perfectly chiseled gems of pure pink garnet, while the other side of the stage has enormous slabs of raw black onyx. Inscribed in pink on the onyx side and in black on the garnet side are the words onyx slash slash garnet. Uh, and outcome for uh, Sheeran girls, uh, as the, the crowd starts going wild, um, they're all they're dressed in a, a variety of ways but the only colors they use are basically black and pink. Um, and they range from like kind of super girly to super goth. Um, and they just immediately start singing for the, like the opening uh, of the event. Uh, they, and they sing, we're just four teenage Sheeran girls with dark magical powers. We're lovely, <laughs> dangerous girls. Our spells will make you cower. Forsaken by society, we'll learn to bend it to our will. Afflicted by mortality, we've learned necromantic skill. When we say garnet, you say charm person. Everybody says charm person. When we say onyx, you say anime dead. Anime dead. (laughs) Oh, bring them up on my uh, feed. Uh, I will be following them. So the uh, four singers move around the stage and they gesture and either a sparkling cloud of pink dust emerges that entrances and charms some of their legion of fans or a tentacle of black darkness coils around some of the pits near the stage and a dozen skeletons and zombies start shambling in tune with the song. Nice. Uh, So uh, they're on for a, a little bit. Uh, and it becomes, they eventually, uh, you know, like the crowd goes wild for them and all, um, but they, they go, they exit and, uh, the stage gets, starts getting reset. Um, and, uh, it all goes dark for a little while as the stage reconfigures itself and says, and now the group you've all been waiting. And the whole stage, uh, starts glowing, uh, from actually the whole area starts glowing. I'm sorry the stadium uh, from lights from the costumes of adoring fans. Uh, that's like where the illumination is, is provided. Um, and then on the screen, uh, all the screens, they just say one word. Yes. And then it says it blinks like, yes, yes. Yes, we, yes, we, yes, we have name. Yes, we have name. Yes, we have name. And then it all just says, we, we are all one, but not in a creepy way. 
and then seven silhouettes appear, uh, outlined in blue and orange and yellow and green. Uh, you can't make out their individual features at a distance, um, but they're all clearly Sheeran. Uh, one by one, the lights will focus on each member in turn as the remaining six, uh, with one exception, which we'll get to do at the end, uh, sing the introduction for the singer in focus. Each one also has like a little theme that accompanies them, whether it's, um, you know, the sun or flowers or dinosaurs. Each one has like little things that are appearing in the lights as they go. Um, so, uh, team, yes, we have name, uh, does their introductions, uh, and, uh, we'll run through them. Uh, and keep in mind, all the rest of them are singing when the one is kind of dancing in, in the, the spotlight. He's me, lead dancer and our leader. Supposed to be a bad boy, but he couldn't be sweeter. On the battlefield, he blasts all our foes, bends gravity and light with his cyclic solarian flows. They're Hugh, the cutest and youngest. They'll always have your back. They'll mess up all our foes with their biopharma hacks. She's Vim, most competent and reliable. Her operative skills are simply undeniable. Whisk, he's like our wiser older brother. Mystic magical powers that envelop and smother. She's Kosh, wild one, a witch warper always, whisper and wonders while weaving webs and waves. He's Josk. Then everything blows up around uh, this guy, leaving him unscathed as a dozen mechanical devices were blades and jet flames around him in perfect synchrony with his dance. Nuff said. And then this is the only one who does their own intro. I'm Snick the Rapper. Call me a crocodile because I'm a certified snapper. I'll beatbox your face in. you never seen a jabber so dapper. I'm the heartthrob and front man, envoy and toe tapper. This bout's a knockout for Snick the Scrapper. And uh, then the whole group starts, you know, going into their synchronized uh, dancing and song routine, talking about how they're dynamite and all that sort of stuff. Dang. I, I feel like we, uh, we really should have spent more time in rehearsal. <laughs> it's going to be a tough act to follow. I, I mean, to be fair, we've spent a lot of time trying to not get killed. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. kind of wonder how they managed to not get killed so well that they could spend so much time dancing. Yeah. Well, maybe they started off as dancers. Mm. Ah. And then they learned to not get killed along the way. Whereas you guys started off as not get killed-ers. I guess you call those survivors. (laughs) Well, from what I understand, the dance crew originally had 60 members. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just keep throwing backup dancers at the problem. Uh, then there's, um, so, you know, the whole, the fans are, are crazy for them. They, they definitely brought a, a huge bit of the fan base with them. And so they had this little pregame concert, um, they quite like, uh, and you know, some people are like, Onyx Garnet and Team Yes We Have Name. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to follow beyond the ship. Yay. Um, yeah, their ship's name is Beyond the Ship. No, there's no comma there. It's not Beyond, comma the ship. It's just Beyond the Ship. 
Nice. Anyway. Uh, then the act that follows them is very different. The screens go gray and pink and have a lot of wrinkles in them, giving the appearance of a brain. A small car drives out onto the stage, and that car is in the shape of a brain, uh, where Talos, uh, your, your contemplative arch rival, uh, Halicon and Kex, uh, all emerge from the car. Clearly, they were, like, super stuffed in, so, like, getting even the three of them out seems uh, quite a, a trial, especially uh, Kex. Talos attempts to speak to the crowd, uh, but his microphone isn't working. He instead gesticulates furiously, uh, trying to get Halicon to fix it, uh, but his his wild motions only seem to draw the attention of some of Onyx Garnet's uh, zombie entourage. Uh, which begin chasing him. Um, uh, sort of cartoonish music starts playing, uh, and it quickly becomes clear to all of you that this has been orchestrated by everyone except Team Brain Power. Yep. So, you know, maybe not as hard an act to follow. They managed to escape the zombies, but whatever... Uh, moving, you know, crowd control uh, attempt Talos was going to uh, work, uh, his magic on doesn't seem to manifest. Um, So, uh, it is uh, your guys' turn as you guys get ushered onto the stage with uh, Joss, or excuse me, Jock Hammer. (laughs) Uh, And as I ask you a question, that would be a um, actually, you know what? No, let's not interrupt the flow of the questions. Why don't you describe yourselves as you, uh, as the camera starts to turn and catch you all uh, before uh, Jock starts uh, with his introduction and asking you questions? And we've so, already had uh, the intense. We've already had the intense makeup put on us. You have intense makeup, yes. Cool. So whoever wants to go first, you can uh, go ahead. Describe yourself. Keep in mind, you've gone through like a chaos sale. You've leveled up. Uh, this is the final race. You're wearing mega makeup. So, yeah. Uh, Vengi is uh, standing in her vest overplate. Um, just, you know, really tough, big armor uh, that makes her look even bigger and thicker than she already is uh, with her um, cold uh, pole arm over her side. Um and she, her, like, normal, like, turquoise and purple um, scales with the purple, like, a little bit starburst around the eyes have been, like, accentuated so that they almost have, like, a shimmery uh, quality of, like, some extra paint or makeup that's been applied to it. It also looks like her, like, little chin scales have been, like, buffed so they look extra, like, sharp and pointy and, and, and vicious looking. Um, and she, uh, like, waves and kind of grins menacingly at the crowd. Uh, Hecubino is uh wearing uh a suit of sort of like a, a hard suit of armor but uh he doesn't have his helmet on because the helmet is like a little glass dome that appears um he is um looking kind of shiny like his head's extra shiny um uh, he's obviously bald yeah he's he's at his head waxed um and then uh he is instead of the 
uh, of of mimicking Vangi's stars over his eyes like he has in the past. Uh, instead, there is a triangle that where basically each of the points, the two bottom points are his eyes, and then it goes up, and then up there, there's a, a star sort of where his third eye would be. Um, he is, at this point, just constantly maintaining some sort of like very minor effect uh, that makes his eyes uh, appear completely white. Um, and, uh, you know, just has kind of a... Uh, uh, a less uh, friendly demeanor than usual, but still, you know, much more like a like uh, I'm a like I'm a wrestler who's about to win, and less, you know, his usual thing of like, "Hey guys, it's me, Hey Cubino." So the minute we came out on stage, Quentin was trying to use his speakers as best he could and accessing whatever speakers he could find to boom classical music out at the crowd just in a low background or like uh, very classical, like ancient, ancient uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer's uh, fanfare for the common man. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, and he's gone into something that he likes to call disco ball mode. Um, all of his usual uh, red emitters, because, you know, obviously if you're going to be a robot, you want red lights. So no one knows when you turn evil are currently glowing like a black light. And apparently the makeup artist actually took the time to really airbrush him so that he looks kind of like a, like, it, it, it's hard to describe. Imagine like a deep metallic candy flake Merlot that sort of ombres up to the top into a deep black the deepest, darkest black possible without legally paying that guy for the deepest, darkest black possible. And around each of his uh, now glowing black light eyes are purple flames, which match perfectly, even though the describer of the colors is not the best with colors. And maybe Merlot doesn't go with purple, but imagine that it does and find a way that it does in your head. And imagine that he's kind of shiny and glowy and glimmery. And just to be extra, extra, uh, he's kind of doing a thing where the uh, external compartments of his body that would normally open and bring out, you know, a drill or uh, an external arm or, you know, a Wi-Fi connector or, you know, his uh, collection of trading cards are just sort of opening and closing so that he has an effect where he's floating kind of like a, a weird spherical robot uh, um, cuttlefish. And just floating so, in the background. You look shiny and mm. reflective, but mm -hmm. also delicious to drink, except mm -hmm. maybe evil. And we might have activated your trap. It's possible, yes. <laughs> Imagine if a hot rod was built by the Martians from Mars Attacks and painted by... Tim Burton, but then somehow also styled by Tim Curry. It's literally the peak of my ability to reference pop culture because, you know, end game. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, who's next? I'd say uh, Skritic has gotten a good deal of prosthetics to give him some extra like spines and bone spurs to basically look like a little dire hamster creature. 
his armor was given a uh, black lacquer over uh, with uh, some neon red uh, light uh, ropes to highlight it. Uh, and so he's kind of looks like just a little uh, miniature version of a Guar member uh, kind of hissing out at the crowd, menacingly brandishing knives. Sort of a micro guar, if you will. Hamster guar definitely be like a new TikTok trend, I gotta say. Uh, Bob comes out. Uh, they have had him change out of his jumpsuit, uh, his normal blue jumpsuit, into a very, like, shiny, li- uh, I guess, lycra maybe, uh, yellow jumpsuit. Uh, he's got black boots on. They've put some really dark black glasses on him. Uh, they've even changed out his uh, his beret, so it's not you know like a red beret. It's it matches the rest of the jumpsuit. Still has the epaulets on the uh, on the shoulders, and he just kind of strides out, uh, kind of a little stiff and looking around because he doesn't know why he can't be comfortable in his own clothes anymore, and uh, kind of waves to the crowd. And uh, at that moment, um, in his hair, this whole fiber optic light show kind of goes off. Uh, underneath but a fiber optic net inside of his hair so you see all these colors rainbow colors stroby colors all these things just kind of flow down around his his hair and his head and uh, apparently the crowd really really digs that please tell me it comes with the music of Mannheim steamroller no it it uh um, no it does not after that whole emerson lake and palmer tobacco we don't have the rights we can't afford them yeah (laughs) Sorry, it was a Ben Affleck moment for me. All right, and last but not least, Amu. Uh, Amu, being the uh, least makeupable individual in this group, uh, has less makeup and more has been given a bunch of accoutrements on their shell armor stuff to allow the coral to climb easier. Uh, And so comes out looking uh, with just the coral kind of actively climbing around rods and nonsense just sticking all over across the shell to look basically about two to three times as big as Amu actually takes up in space uh, with the colors just going all the way across the rainbow and nothing really humanoid looking on Amu at this point in time. Okay, fair enough. Creepy. All right. Uh, so you all have like little seats or areas. Some of you don't really sit, um, but areas where you can be uh, interviewed uh, with Jock Hammer, the, the human in his little suit um, off to one side. Uh, and, you know, they get you, you guys ready? Ready? All right. In three, two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the pregame spectacular for the finale of the 27th season of Drifters, the only pregame show that people have been pregaming for weeks. I'm your pregame host and interviewer, Jock Hammer, and today I'm joined by Team Lizardbrain, once revered, now reviled. Tell me, Team team Co-Captain Hecubino, you're here in the final race. Was it worth it? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Not just to have all the honor and glory of finishing this race first, but also so I can see all the little crybabies cry, cry, cry when we crush your favorite team. Woo-hoo-hoo. Ho-ho-ho! You heard it here first. Heck, Yubino says that the cold-blooded murder of his 
crewmates on Team Ross Dragon was worth it if it means getting closer to that tantalizing victory. Team Co-Captain Vangi, can you tell all the fans at home what your workout and beauty routine is like? I do find it interesting that I'm the only one that ever gets asked that, being the only lady on the team, but fine, okay. Uh, you know what? You gotta be born looking as good as I do, and then you just gotta work really hard beating people up, and then get be famous enough that people put makeup on you so you don't have to do it yourself. I am not going to respond to that for fear of my own safety. That is a good idea, Jock. Amu, I've heard you're a pacifist. How do you reconcile that with the brutal killing of the new team, Rust Dragon? We weren't directly involved with that. Mmm, mmm, principled as always. Amu, a quick follow-up. How do you respond to allegations that pacifism is an abdication of responsibility to take action? that the quest for the perfect third option is inherently flawed and privileged, that the very lens of pacifism itself decontextualizes Boo. systemic Boo. violence. Ask him about the race. Boo, ask him about the race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amu, uh, what are you looking forward to in the race? Uh, we are looking to, we're looking forward to working together with our menagerie and the rest of Team Lizardbrain. All right, then. Uh, Quentin, you've emerged as a fan favorite, a quirky, quick-witted quipster who won't quit and who's certainly no quizzling. If you could distill all of Team Lizardbrain's goals, personalities, ideas, essentially everything you've experienced and learned for as long as you've been on Drift into a single short phrase or aphorism, what would that be? Well, Chuck. It's Jock. It doesn't matter what your name is. I believe that you should never open the door to a lesser evil because the greater ones are actually more fun. All right. I don't know what I was expecting for an answer, but it wasn't that. (laughs) I get sound effects. Bob. Hi. Hello. I have here before me data that shows you've been conspiring with the Group AAF, a militant organization that espouses android supremacy, claiming that synthetic life is more worth saving than biological life. How do you negotiate your radical beliefs with the fact that several of your teammates are, to use the common phrase in the android supremacist circle, meatbags? Does your philosophical war help you when you have to commit cold-blooded murder, like in your previous race? I'm just here to win a race and have fun. Yay, fun! Also, I don't know what you're talking about. Skrinnik! You've earned the moniker Silent But Deadly. (laughs) Which of your teammates do you think will live or die? No more than three per answer, please. (laughs) Well, I guess that just depends on how many of my teammates hold me back from getting at the other teams. I will not stop at anything in order to make sure that I get through this. And that goes for any of my, what what I would call allies at this time. All right, everyone. There you have it. Certainly the, uh, the team to beat at the moment, the 
nefarious, up to no good Team Lizard Brain. Um, and you guys get uh, that there's the you know killer clean banners, and you know everything is highlighted in green, like a bright lime green for you. Mm. And uh, there's like there's a bunch of boo. I'll I'll make sure that uh, as we as we walk out, um, Skritic theatrically picks Jock's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last bit of the pregame is kind of it's more like a uh, like a movie, if anything. I mean, there's kind of like a play aspect to it where they're on the stage, but most of it takes place on the screen, uh, larger than life. The whole stadium uh, plays a clip from Team Electrum's newest movie, Electrum, Silver Tongues, Hearts of Gold. Uh, a very loosely plotted heist action caper with an unnecessary number of explosions, lots of in-jokes and cameos, and of course, the big reveal that Maite recovers from her amnesia and has telekinetic powers. Um... The screens are a dozen stories tall, and the explosions on screen are paired with pyrotechnics on the stage and even in the stands. And when Maite, like, unleashes her telekinetic powers, she also appears and starts floating and, like, uh, you know, using her magical powers to blast the stage apart in what is clearly, you know, obviously the stage is prepared for it, but some of it is real magical power as well. Um, And that's why you can tell she was put into... You know, ultra makeup is because she's gone all Scarlet Witch. Oh. Um, and uh, the rest of the the team has to work to talk her down and subdue her. Um, you know, when Weasel, of course, uh, primarily, um, they have a long-standing thing. Uh, the two of them. At that, uh, the the uh, stage you know goes dark after all the explosions. Uh, from Team Electrum, uh, every all the teams get ushered back into their little areas, and you get you actually get guided into a starting area. And uh, Skritic, you can tell this is close to where you think you know you're you'll probably be put into an area where a door will open and the race will begin. Um, so uh, you can hear everyone uh, outside, you know, chanting. And screaming, and you know, there's a dull th- thrum of bass uh, uh, all around the the stadium um, as you guys are in like a little uh, concrete hallway um, with one big automated door uh, that is about to lead, uh, to, presumably, to the race. You have a moment to yourselves um, before it all begins. Well, I think that went very well. It was unexpectedly disturbing for me. Did we answer things correctly? You did very well, Amu. Thank you. You guys did great. Hopefully we survive this. If we don't, thanks all. Well, I mean, we've got the, we've got the best captains uh, that any team could hope for. We've got uh, Amu, who is going to keep us healthy. And Skritic, who's going to make sure that we stay safe. Uh, 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 Quentin is going to capture it all on, on camera. And we got a plan. So I think we're going to be okay. Will they be okay? Well, you'll have to turn in next time to find out. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for checking us out this week. Rapidly coming to the end of this big race. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's going to cry? Let's uh, come back <laughs> next week to find out. In the meantime, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.